0: Today, we have two special guests with us from r Magazine, and I'm going to introduce them separately just because their backgrounds are, are so large and different at the same time. I'd like to meet you to speak and let you know a little bit about them as we get started. So the first person is Mildred Ingram, who is the chief editor from r r Magazine. So Mildred, welcome.
1: I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, we appreciate you being here. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and your background to now become the chief editor for R&R Magazine?
1: So my background is pretty interesting, but I do have a background generally in journalism. Um, I was a reporter for a couple of years, and then I was a news producer for many years, morning shows, evening shows, overnight shows, um, and I've even been a technical writer so um, that's pretty much the gist of my background. And um, I have edited, especially being a technical writer, I've written ebooks. Um, and in television, you edit all the time, especially as
0: a producer. So it sounds like you did just about everything from the mail room right up to chief editor and everything in <laughs> yes. between. Yes. <laughs> Well, that, that definitely gives you some experience. I mean, it's it's wonderful when you have somebody that wants to get to that top position, has done the other jobs and actually knows what's required. So I applaud you for that. I, we do have another uh, guest on here, and it's uh, Michael Balzano. And Mike, I'm going to let you talk about who you really are, because I tried to keep everything in line here. And it was a little confusing as to what you
2: actually don't do. It's if I had a nickel for every time you ask who, what do you do? Who are you? So you're you want another one, Lance? But thank you very much. It's good to be here. You know, I'm I am a group publisher with BNP Media, and I'm the manager of several properties, uh, the Driller, a few others, but most importantly for this topic, uh, R and R, restoration remediation, and we now of course own the experience, and we've merged to, to run that event as well.
0: Okay, well, I'm gonna. I guess we could like tag team this conversation, and Mildred, I'm gonna talk with you and Mike. Please feel free to jump in here. So, you're new to the industry as far mm-hmm. as the restoration industry. Yes. So, what do you see with a new pair of eyes looking into this funnel, if you want to call it that, of niche marketing and everything from people breathing down to cleaning rugs down to basic maintenance?
1: So um, I will say just the past couple of um, trade shows that I've gotten to go to, I've learned so much and seen so much. They're all completely different and they attract different people um, that potentially do the same things. But I will say bridging the gap, there are so many different generations within this great industry, those who are the historians and who are, you know, the teachers that are mentoring a lot of these younger people and just bridging the the gap, excuse me, and being able to bring both to the forefront is something that I see that I would love to see the um, the industry just kind of move forward to.
0: So you're talking about more or less generational education. Yes. So being that Mike and myself are so much younger than you, Yes, <laughs> um, I'm sure you see a difference in the philosophies that you've been dealing with since you're in this industry, the the mindset of I've been doing this for 20 years, nothing new is going to change. I mean, how do you approach that mindset of the older people compared to the ones just coming in with a new set of eyes and want to try everything new and technology enhanced?
1: So you have to you have to show them so. It's definitely of the generation, the younger generation, (laughs) as you said, is you have to show them because they are used to physical work and physical proof of things. So you have to do it and show them like a markup or something of the sort and walk them through the actual steps as to how it would work for within this new product, within this new way, within technology. You can't just spew it to them and say, hey, this is what we're thinking of doing because they need the proof, the, the physical proof. And so that's how I approach doing it. Like, let's just have this physical proof so that we can just give a walkthrough of how we plan to do this on the technology side so that then they can understand and then you could get um, their their expertise as well to make things even better because you definitely need both to succeed and to be innovative and actually move forward.
2: Let's I kind of jump in for a second here? I, I started, thank you. I started in 1997 in B2B media, and I, I got a lot of mileage out of this when my my advertisers or my customers would say to me, they'd call me up and say, Mike, I have great news. We have a website. And that was a big deal. That'd be the, the, the mic drop moment, as you'd say. Was, so we. I've been around, as have you. Um, since the start of the internet in our, and what we do, and not just in the media side of things, but what our, our, our customers are doing as well. And you, you always adapt and you always move on. And our industry is no different. Um, I, I, we talked to people about, I mean, our BNP media in 2020 made the decision to stop print uh, advertising across the board. So it was a little, it was rough to make the transition. I'm glad we did it now. But as I look at our, our, our people, they, they know what they're doing. The people in the, the our readers all have high phones. They all have technology, and they adapt. And I think that this industry, better than other industries I've seen, they they compete. They want to defeat their competitors, but they don't. They it's kind of they're kind of frenemies. There's a lot of frenemies in this industry, and it's definitely a rising uh, tide lifts all boats mentality. I found that as far as technology goes, they're, they're learning the new game. They're, they're adapting, and we just have to keep moving on, and we'll be okay. Um, Mildred, we talk about bridging the, net, the gap to the next generation, that's one way to do it. And we, I wanna make sure people understand it's not forgetting about the, the leaders uh, that we have. That are, We always have to look at the bedrock leaders, many of which are speaking at the experience, which we'll talk about later, <clears throat> keeping them on board, learning from them, but cultivating the next generation has to happen.
0: You know, it's funny because in the classes that we teach, we, we deal with the brand new people that are being sent there by the owners and bosses that they work for to get a remediation background. And we also get the people that want to go for licensing that are coming in and they have to take these classes. Mm-hmm. And we we see such a tremendous change where you, you have the people that are new. They want to be the sponges and absorb everything that we're saying. And the the old timers, if you want to call it, that have been doing this for years, they always start off on the first day with um, not a chip on the shoulder, but that attitude of I've been doing this forever. I've seen everything. And by the end of the first day, what we hear from them is, I have learned there's so much I need to learn. Right. And it just changes everything you know, perspective-wise. So with that being said, in this industry, in the, we're going to call it the umbrella of indoor air quality. And, mm-hmm. and truthfully, we've been talking indoor air quality for 15, 20 years. Some people much longer than that. But until COVID hit, I guess people didn't realize breathing was a thing, <laughs> That's you so know, true. you, you kind of need to do that, so now it's, a, everybody's aware, and in your, your industry of marketing, how do you see that playing out, that there's such an awareness now of indoor health? Yeah, That's so funny. I know we have, um, I know
1: that and Mike said we get to it a little bit later, but I would say with the experience, they have a new initiative um, called Why Clean? And it really lends towards that topic because during COVID, of course, everybody was, cleaning was everything. It was the most important thing ever. You had your mask, you hand sanitized yourself every five seconds, wash your hands every two seconds, whatever. And now that we're kind of towards the end of that or it's gone, we've kind of forgotten it. And as we kind of touched on earlier, I mean, there's the out, outdoor air quality, but like indoor air quality, that's it's everything. It's what your chemicals you're using to clean. And you're thinking like, oh, cool. I'm spraying this stuff, cleaning it, and you're sometimes accidentally contaminating your air. Um, it's just something that really does need to have more awareness brought to it because I feel like sometimes people are contaminating things and are completely unaware that they are doing
0: that. That That's absolutely what we're finding in our assessments that we're doing now. People are calling up for, quote, mold problems or sick building syndrome when it's an office environment. And when we get in there and actually start doing assessments of the environment, we're not finding mold and geese and things like that. We are finding that the environment from VOCs or volatile organic compounds or chemistry in the air it's toxic. It's really affecting people's health. Uh, Asthma is up. Um, A lot of particulate issues now are affecting people, especially with the smoke coming out of the Canadian wildfires. Now, California has their smoke conditions anyways, and it's not new to them. But in the middle part of the country and the East Coast, this is something very new to us. And we're seeing a, a dramatic rise in asthma, eye infections, ear infections. Just from people that were never affected before, because now they're being exposed to new, quote, toxins and things in the air, which is what we're dealing with with indoor air quality, to your point. So, yeah, that's something that has to absolutely be be brought out in front of everybody. I I do want to jump back, though, and I'm sorry for jumping around here real quick. One second, Mike, I'll get right to you. When we were talking about the older knowledge compared to the new people coming in the industry, I've seen trainings that we do where we have the new people that are very energetic. They want to get in there and do things. And I've seen a group run into a problem that all the new training that they got didn't address. And one of the older guys in the class said, I can fix this. And instead of getting all the new technology and fancy things, he took the box that a roll of plastic came in and made a tube out of it. And join the two pieces that weren't working and fix the problem. Because yeah. it's what he did 20 years ago. Right. That's all they had. So that old time experience is invaluable. Yep. But you can't disregard the new stuff either. So I applaud you again for trying to bridge that gap.
2: Well, that's exactly right. I think that's a great point. just because, yeah, just because we have new technology doesn't mean you know, what we used to do doesn't work either. I I, I think that looking back, got so many times. Oh, let me ask you, Lance. Your internet goes out, or something's wrong with your TV. What's the first thing you do? Well, unplug it and plug it back in. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And generally that works. It's a, sometimes it's not the most. Oh, let's call somebody. Have a just an analytical. sound shoot. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's sometimes it's something that's just the common sense thing, and okay. that's what we talk about. We okay. want to hold on to our. Yeah, hold on to our the, the the legends of this industry. It's not just they're, you know, they, they know things. They know things that, that they've forgotten more than I'll ever know. And we got to keep in touch with them as well.
0: You know, it's funny. Uh, I actually saw somebody recently um, had a TV screen go out, but it was an older style screen. It wasn't tubes or anything, but it was just the older, thicker ones. And, you know, tech support was saying, do this, do this, do this, check your computer. And they finally went and just pounded on the top of it real quick. <laughs> And it came back on, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you, you don't do that with the newer technology, but the older stuff, you know, I mean, whether you remember or not, the uh, TV antennas with aluminum foil wrapped around them because it made them better.
1: Yeah. Well, it's the interesting thing is, and this is somewhat off topic, but still within it is I saw something the other day that just talked about refrigerators, older refrigerators, like, ones that I would say maybe my great grandmother might've had that still runs, that just no issues, still keeps things cold, everything. And the thing was, or the topic was that things were made to last back then. They were built to last for a long time versus now it's just not the case. So there's no way you would ever bang on a TV. Now it would just (laughs) completely mutter and stutter and die you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's just, it's, it's from the generation of people who are used to working with things that are built to last. So they have different tactics in fixing things that you really do need to know because again, like you were saying in bridging that gap, those are things that are still necessary even in today's technology society. Because again, these are from the people that created the people who created technology? Who had the ideas? And a lot of the ideas comes from a lot of the older tactics. Is building upon it, and that's what we have to continue to build upon it. Not forget things, but build upon it.
0: You know, it, and it's a shame that you can't teach older skills any longer like they used to teach, because the need isn't there, volume wise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the need to know it, to know why things work you have to go back in time to figure out how we got to this point. But nobody does that. And that, that's something that shows up all the time in all these different industries that we're talking about when something goes wrong, or if there's something that isn't specifically uh, a video on YouTube that you can watch. You know, that, that becomes an issue. Uh, I can tell you that I recently had to look at some uh, videos about replacing a piece of technology. And, and I'm watching it, and I'm on the computer on a separate screen following along. And since they made the video, all the software has changed. So you can't follow along any longer. The pages aren't there. The links don't go to the same place. And if you don't have a basic knowledge, you're completely lost. The videos that are designed to help you don't. It mm-hmm. becomes frustrating.
2: And I want to touch on one, one part of this uh, this looking at the next generation Briefly as I can, we we've had an award for the last three or four years called the Ladder Award, which basically stands for climbing the ladder. Uh, Thirty-five or under, people are nominated. We awarded at the Experience, ironically coming up in September, and we're very proud of that award. Another brand I work for called the Driller started kind of a cousin award this year called uh, the Emerging Drillers. So this is drillers, you know, groundwater drilling in the ground. That's what that's what it's about. Uh, the salts of the earth, drillers and. We started this emerging driller series, and one of our uh, competitors called us up, kind of snotty. If I if you use the word, just said, "Is why don't you consider this age discrimination?" And we're like, "No, what are you talking about? It's not Age it's not discrimination different. at all? We just we, we're trying to not lose another generation to our great industry, and that goes the same with with our that's what we mean with R and R. It's not, yeah, technology is one thing, and you always need to grow, but we just want to make sure we keep this going. So it's a great industry, and and we don't want to have a lag." And that's that's kind of what this all is in, in a nutshell.
0: Well, I mean, I can I can say personally that I'm, I'm kind of upset that I just missed the 35. Just that close. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that
0: close. That just that close. Just yeah. That um, close. I find that upsetting, but I'll I'll,
2: I'll get over it. <laughs> we could be so, on the you and I could be on the other side of the ladder award coming down just you you. <laughs>
0: You know what, my my mother, uh, she passed away a few years ago, but when she reached 80 years old, she figured it was time to start every birthday going backwards five years at a time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She went back five
0: years? Yeah, five years at a time. So at 81, she became 76, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing. You know, it's kind of that logic, but no. We we all face it. And even the newer generation now that's getting into this market in 10 years, 15 years from now, are going to be faced by people coming up with newer technology saying, hey, you're the old timer. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll remember that you need to have an open mind, just like the older generation needs to try to have an open mind and work with the newer technology. So without beating up on the generational gap anymore can I ask you, Mildred, what kind of personal goals or drive do you have with RR and that's going to make our industry so much better?
1: So I want to continue to serve the industry, but I want to do it in an innovative way with still keeping our core audience and then broadening our spectrum, the spectrum of r and um, So again, just you know, still allowing people to be able to read on their tablets and on their phones and just being able to reach. Um, again, like Mike mentioned, we do not do a lot of the print anymore. We do do special edition ones. So like in September for the experience, we will have a special edition physical print one, but then it's kind of like a thing that people can look forward to who do like to have a physical um, magazine um you know, just present, just like in their hands. So each year, I believe each year at the experience and at maybe the um, RIA, since we do present awards at both, we do try to have a physical, um, something physical for people to have in their arms, in their hands. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much my goal. I want us to continue to just to grow and be innovative. Keeping up with the times, again, keeping that core audience.
0: Mike, you got a similar answer?
2: Yeah, but Mildred was brought on because of her extensive background in TV, as we mentioned before, and she's, she has done a wonderful job. We've Our research has shown our readers know how they want to uh, engulf the content and how to bring the content. I told our team, we have our, our motto is simple, serve the industry. And Mildred's mentioned that a couple of times. That I said we, we will partner with our competitors. We will do what we have to do is to make sure all the information gets out there for a better industry, which is a better world. I think that what I'd like to do, jumping in, we we have a. It's funny, my wife was the national sales manager for this magazine for eight years a while ago, and she left. So I know, I know, our former editor is now a competitor for about eight years as well. So I, I I feel like with with my wife here, I feel like I have an unpaid consultant working with me, and so <laughs> we're learning the industry nicely and just finding out the best ways and simplest ways to get the information to. That's all we could do. We're a media brand, and we're not we're not. We're not any widgets. We're not making any products. We're just providing you with an outlet to get the best information out there. That's what we want to do. Uh, D- Mildred mentioned the Y Clean Initiative a few minutes ago. I mean, we have some heavy. If I can put my gla- reading glasses on for a sec, we have some heavy hitters doing this. I mean, Mr. Cooper himself, of course, uh, Dr. Gavin uh, McGregor Skinner, the Microbial Warrior, Jeff Jones. There's going to be a lot of people talking about what an important thing that is in uh, Las Vegas. And of course, Normie has a big role there too. And and I'm, I'm dragging us over into the, the promotional side. We'll get back to Mildred in a second. <laughs> but, can't but help I, yourself, can we, you? we very can't. I can't. We, we, we love it. And, and while we're there, I'd say I'll take 20 more seconds and I'll back off. And we <laughs> Les Cunningham, Doug Hoffman from Normie, Jim Manis from Shaw, Jeff Jones, Ed Cross, Michael Pinto, Howard Partridge. This goes on and on. This is the bedrock of our industry. So when we talk about the next generation, I I really want to make sure this stays where it's supposed to. We know who the leaders are. Mm -hmm. We just want to make sure this goes on. Um, And that, I think, is my number one goal, continuing what was started by people 15, 20 years ago.
0: Well, just to, to follow up with what you just said, Doug Hoffman, our executive director for Normie, whenever he talks about the experience, which we do constantly, he always puts the line in there if you can only go to one trade show a year this is the one you need to go to and it's different it's not walking in where people are just trying to sell you stuff you know it's here's stuff but you get to play with it learn about it and that
2: it's a tactile industry you need to touch and learn this stuff Hands on demonstrations has been hammered into me by Larry and all the people we we now work with. And and until we went to the I went to a couple experiences myself just briefly. But until we actually were part of the event last in Fort Lauderdale, I I didn't get it. But people do love it. And it's 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 super valuable. Hands on experience, hands on demonstrations, the flood house, the famous flood house. we're building two this time, by the way. We just found out the last meeting breaking news. That's going to be in Vegas, and just things like that are why. And that's that's really nice that he said that. Um, another advertiser of ours, exhibitor, said to me very passionately, "You are the biggest event in this industry, and you got to stop being wimpy about that." And I said, "Of course. Well, let's make let's make 100% sure we are before we get into trouble. But I think we are." And 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 I was really thank you so much for for you saying what you just did because we're very proud to have it on our our team too.
1: Yeah, the experience appeals to every learning style. And that is why I would say it's one of one of the best um, trade shows for sure. Just like you said, people get to play with it. You see it. It's not just lectures, but it's every single learning style. So if you want to lecture and you learn more that way and you want to just ingest information, we have that. If you want to kind of touch things and play with it, we have that. If you're kind of more visual, just kind of like the flood house, we have that. Um, so it just it appeals to every learning style. So it's something that everybody can just enjoy.
0: You know, if you look at it as down and dirty as it can be, just plain and simple. If you take the newer generation entering this industry and the older generation that's still in this industry and working, and you talk about media, and I know you said that you're going to do print media now every other month, I think it was or every two, three months, something like that.
2: No, we're going to have we're going to have two print issues distributed at one at the RIA convention normally in April and one at our uh, the Las
0: Vegas experiences. Oh, OK. I misunderstood. Sorry. <clears throat> but the, the big difference there is you get the older generation that looks at a cell phone and goes, but I, how do I find the article? I don't I don't know where this is. And then you get the younger generation that looks at the magazine and go, where's the power source? This, <laughs> you know, how does this work? You know, I put it in dark, in night mode. It's not working right. It's too bright. So it, it, there's such a big difference. And trying to bring it all together, I, I think is an exciting thing just on its own.
2: I, my 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 father's eighty seven. He has an iPhone. I mean, I, we we talk about that all the time with our, our advertisers too. It's I I love magazines too. I love holding them. I got a million of them back in the other room, but. Everybody, the people who complained about us not having print do it uh, through Facebook or some social media or text me. And I'm, I want to say, I respect you, but do you see the irony of this? What you're doing, you're doing all this technology stuff. So you're complaining about- you didn't
1: write a letter and mail it technology. into the office.
2: Yeah. You having said that, that. I, I miss it too. But I mean, we're, we're just, I, we think that this is the best way to get the content out there. And people have proven that that's, they want, they, they're reading it that way. Um, more than we thought. So mm-hmm. I get it. Okay. So
0: now let's get into the super secret stuff. Yeah. Any kind of surprises coming up from R&R? Well, first.
1: Yes, I will say um, we do have some really exciting video series coming um, very soon. I would say as soon as next month. Um, and just to just explore some of the topics uh, cleaning, which is something we are trying to grow more at R&R, that audience. Um, we have like Microbial ecology, um, drying, and large loss support. So that's just to name a few. So I would be on the lookout for for that. Um, really exciting stuff. So yes, that's that's what we have so far.
2: We have several, and and, and I don't know, I, I don't think Mildred's allowed to announce who yet. Apparently, or she would have. <laughs> but I think that. We have about four or five new video series coming out with some speaking generations all across the board. We have some really young people. We have some great leaders. I've already mentioned his name. I can't a few times. I can't say it yet. Um, He's involved in microbial things though, and he's a warrior. (laughs) But (laughs) look that way. He's going to do some great stuff with us, and also. um, But I mean, I think that, and and we talked about this offline, Lance. I think looking at what what. Normie TV is about and what you've done is a great inspiration for us. I'm thinking that yes. they know they have got their finger on the pulse of what needs to happen. And you're you, we want to we're not going to copy what you're doing, but that's more along the lines of that. Let's keep some consistent content and video out there. And as Mildred touched on, that's what's coming up new pretty soon. Uh, probably by the end of this month, we'll have some new stuff going.
1: dude that's one of the things that I just kind of want to briefly touch on. Just like you were saying, we won't copy them, but As we all say, our competitors, well, really, we all do the same thing. We all strive to just serve the industry. And more than anything, instead of looking at someone as a competitor, I look at you and I get inspired. Mm -hmm. So, taking what you're doing or seeing what you're doing, and I know again, we did talk about this offline earlier, it's like that's, you know, some of the really amazing ideas like, wow, how can we incorporate it? And, you know, in a way that that isn't butting heads. And again, people choose who they want to ingest their information through, even if it is the exact same thing. They have their reasons. So you just keep doing what you're doing and just try to be the best in in your your own
0: way. Well, there aren't really competitors in this space right now for what we're talking about, because people do have their preferences. Right. That's why we're on 11 different podcast channels some people like Chevy, some like Ford, some like Mercedes. But
1: they're all cars.
0: (laughs) You know, they're all cars. They're all get you to the grocery store to buy whatever you need and come home. Mm -hmm. Some a little more comfortable than others, but, you know, that's (laughs) personal preference. It it really is not a, a competition. I mean, we're really trying to serve an industry and the public. That's, you know, that's one of the things that we address a lot is a lot of our consumption is for the public. You know, we know there's a need out there, but does the public want it? And unless they're exposed to it, unless they learn about it, they're not going to have an interest. It won't be on their radar. And that's really what we're doing.
2: I, I couldn't agree more. I, I I spent some time in an industry before this, which also dealt in IQ, And boy, they wanted to just, they didn't want to be in the same room with each other, all these people. And I, you guys are missing a great opportunity to unify this industry, which I find in this industry. Yeah, as we mentioned before, we keep talking about serving the industry. That's that's kind of a, again our motto. We over and over, and it, it's inspiring to see so many other people have that same thought process. Get the information out there. Help. It. We're all going to be helped. We're all going to be helped if we do if we work together and make this work. And on the business side, we'll, we'll everyone will be fine.
0: Yep. You know, we're in a very niche market in this indoor air quality, and like Doug always likes to say, the only people that need our services are people that breathe. Yeah. (laughs) So it's probably right around 8 billion right now across (laughs) the planet. And it's just a matter of education. And you know, you talk about the generational gap again, you talk to some of the old timers that are out there and you talk about mold. Ah, it's mold. It hasn't killed me yet. And then you have the younger generation that are walking around their inhalers because they're so sensitized to it. They 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 can breathe in an environment that has mold or any kind of yeast or contamination. So, you got to get past that physical barrier. Yep.
2: I live down in right now, mostly in South Florida with my wife. The, the heartbeat of the hurricanes and mold and things like <laughs> that. everybody's got a little mold problem. And you know, this, this winds back to about 20 minutes we we're talking about, but kind of what you just said also. I, our neighbor, the building next to it, had a horrible mold issue last year and it had a gut, a lot of walls. It was, it was bad. And But we're talking to them and they said, What do you? Uh, you look back, so did you do this? Did you, well, I had to clean the duct. Did you have any fans on for air circulation? Like, well, no, we weren't here all summer. Why did we do that? Ooh, you, education. Right. Education, exactly. And it's that's why that's why it's so important. Instead, we, education and all the forms we have it can help save houses, can help save lives. And it's, it's not, I'm not overstating that. And that, that's the industry we're in.
0: Yeah. You know, part of the problem is. We're trying to reach the public. We're trying to reach the contractors in this industry and give them tools and information that is legitimate and what makes sense. Unfortunately, the bigger platforms that are out there, the government entities, these people come out for different reasons, Mm -hmm. political or not. They make statements that people get behind and charge forward with. Like recently when COVID was hitting, um, it was made known that you should all have HEPA filters in your air conditioning systems. Mm-hmm. Well, there was no follow-up to that comment saying, unless your system's designed for it, you're going to burn out your motors. <clears throat> they can't handle it. So that partial information is an issue. Yep. So enough of beating that drum. So what else about the experience coming up? Any any more surprises or big events or Uh, box shows or anything like that in the new
2: you know what the people who've been to the experience know it's a it's a it's a family fun atmosphere dealing with 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 hands-on stuff and it's not gonna be different this time Uh, we're we're gonna be in las vegas again we have the big party like we said the flood houses and everything i have to say before they don't kill me back at the office september 6th through the 8th caesar's forum not caesar's palace caesar's forum as it was last year which is about a Two-year-old building it was beautiful. It was a nice building. It was very um, beautiful. You could book. A t- you get your attendee badge today at rnrmagonline.com, um, and I, I could. I, we could maybe put the the, the full URL after this uh, up on the screen. Harrah's was well, once again be where the hotel is going to be. Uh, Caesar's Palace is also going to be a, a hotel for us. It's about a twenty-minute walk, but still, well, you could do that. You're going to see 6th or the eighth is when the event is, but on the fifth, as you know. We're going to have the workshops, and we have some great, this year Shaw Flooring, Howard Partridge, Restoration Cross Check, Ed Cross's new venture, of course, and, and our friends, the Coys and Firehouse Education will be having a full workshop, too, so make your plans to come out right after Labor Day, get out here and have fun with us. Uh, we can't, we're can't. we really excited to get this one going.
0: But you left out Normie. We're going to have training tracks and all kinds of stuff going on.
2: Well, I I I did I mentioned Normie earlier, to be fair, to, I don't get fully <laughs> red marked, but... No, Normie's a big part of this. You're one of our main absolutely main partners and sponsors. You're going to be up near the front of the, the hall with a nice tour by 20, 20 booth. And uh, I think we're both going to be filming a lot of uh, educational videos throughout the, the event too, Normie and r and R&R, which is great.
0: Yes, we are. Well, I want to thank both of you guys for being here. I really appreciate it. Generation gaps aside, <laughs> because we keep yes, talking Absolutely.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: No, I really do appreciate it.
2: And uh, I look forward to seeing you both, hopefully at the experience. Absolutely. It was a real pleasure, Lance. And thank you so much. I can't wait to see you in Las Vegas.
1: cannot wait to meet you.
2: Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.